Gotta love your mom. Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And in today's episode, we've got yet another TCU Horn Frog joining. And in today's episode, we have current TCU wide receiver, Caleb Medford. Caleb, how are you doing, my guy? And thank you once again for coming on. Hey, thank you, Mason. I'm I'm excited to be here. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. A little bit better now that you got on, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> <laughs> but Caleb... But, but before we start today's episode, let's talk a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, how you got into football, or just, you know, kind of your childhood. So just tell us a little bit about yourself that we may not know. Well, my name is Caleb Medford. Um, I'm from Henderson, Texas, you know, East Texas. Um, we, um, so whenever I first was, whenever I first got born, um, you know, I really started playing football at like five. And my uncle, he played at the University of Texas, and then, you know, just watching how, you know, my high school produced so many athletes coming out of Henderson uh, High School. And I really had, you know, just the mentors of them just really showing me how I could really get scholarships and just watching them make those plays on Friday Night Lights. I, I just loved it ever since then. And I also played five sports. So going into that, I had uh, my grandpa who just passed. Um, I'm sorry he, to hear that, man. Oh, yeah. Um, he really uh, was into golf. And around three, that's when I first started, like, picking up a club. Um, really, that was my first ever sport ever playing. Um, you know, and really just on from there, I really started clicking with, um, like, you know, basketball. And, like, basketball really was just something that I, I always enjoyed, just watching, you know, the young Kevin Durant and, you know, OKC and really just – I'm like, you know, just really just going on and just really trying to pursue a, a real um, opportunity and, you know, scholarship to try to play basketball. And that's really where I, my main focus was at. And, you know, going on to um, my freshman year, you know, I, I really wanted to play, you know, basketball. And I'm thinking I'm just going to be just, just a basketball player and, and not really into other sports besides just basketball and, you know, my coach, you know, he came up to me and was like, hey, you you really don't see many guys get scholarships from this area or just in general, just a full scholarship to go play basketball. And, you know, football is, is willing to give you that opportunity. And that was my really my main goal. OK, so it's kind of your coach, you know, letting you know that, hey, I feel like football will be, you know, the best fit for you, especially, you know, in the state of Texas. Like, don't get me wrong. There's powerhouses all over for basketball, but football oh, definitely yeah. in the state of Texas, you're going to get a lot more recognition for it. So so in, go. So going into your freshman year of high school, high school, you were pretty much prepared. Was, was it just doing basketball or were you actually still playing football, basketball, track and all of those other things? Yeah. So like. My freshman year, I really didn't get in the track. So I was just, you know, playing football and I played basketball and I'm trying to uh, vary the seasons with like, you know, you got um, going into basketball season, I would have like golf practice and I would have to be able to go into golf, uh, golf practice and then like just come straight out of basketball practice. And then I'll have like a tournament on Monday and then I will have like a basketball game that following day. So I would just wake up at like seven or whatever and I'll go play golf, my little golf tournaments. And I really, really enjoyed playing those tournaments and then just going to, you know, to seven o'clock game on varsity as a freshman. And then, you know, just 
really just locking in and just really being focused on that was really my goal for it. And, you know, I didn't, I played varsity towards the end of my senior, uh, towards the end of my freshman year. And I mean, I really, I really didn't think I would have got to play, but it was a, a an opportunity that was like, okay, well, maybe I can see myself doing this, like playing football, but it was just always hard to choose what's what I really wanted to focus on. I got you. So uh, I also want to ask real quick, were you any good at golf? Like, would you say you definitely could have made it to, you know, the next level with golf or was it more of just like a high school thing? Um, not not like trying to kid you or not. Like I, my best like score that I ever shot in golf was a 74. That, OK, OK. So, like I, I, I can swing it and I can, you know, I can grip it a little bit. But, you know, it was just that little short game. That's that's what always kills us. You know, that's the little short game. Hey, I, I got you. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm horrible at putt putt. So I have no room to talk at all about you know anything golf related. But no, that's cool. I didn't even realize, you know, that you played golf. I thought, you know, you were just, you know, like those multi athletes that play basketball, baseball, football, track and, you know, kind of that stuff. So it's cool to, you know, kind of hear an athlete, especially you know, D1 football players say, yeah, I played golf in high school. So, you know, that's cool. And another thing I also want to ask is, so how how tall were you your, during your freshman year? Because, you know, right now you're about 6'3", right? You know, uh-huh. you, got good, you got good length. But during your freshman year, were you, you know, six foot or so, or were you still kind of getting to so that my, point? So my freshman year, they wanted me to start playing like a little wide receiver because we already had a junior quarterback. And at that time, I was around 5'11", 5'10", about 165. And, like, uh-huh. I was just, you know, you know, all soaking wet, 165. And I'm I'm just going out just trying to lay my body out there. But I really, really hate getting hit. Like, that was just one thing I really did not like. But I was tough, and I would like to endure that, too, because it would just make me mad and just want me to play even harder. And I that's what you. I use as fuel. So yeah. that was just, you know – Playing on that size, it, it was it's tough, but I feel I feel pretty good there too. I got you. So okay, so it really was more you were more focused towards the other things, and kind of football was just your side your side piece. I get I guess you could say at the time. At the time, uh huh. So throughout your high school career, when did you really start to take um, football more serious than the other sports that you played? So my freshman year, after you know my conversation with my coach, where I was like. Hey coach, I don't know if I want to play anymore. Um, I just want to focus solely on basketball and you know, just try to get an opportunity and get a scholarship to be able to go play at a, a nice university. And then, you know, he told me like, hey, this is not the way to go. I think you should, you you really should focus on football because there's really like great schools that would probably be really interested in your skill set and your talents and just how you, you are just business minded. And like I really like how like you know he put those words into my head and those really sunk in I was like okay well you know maybe we could see myself doing this so then my sophomore year I started getting like uh after my I had 846 I'm pretty like sure yards okay like my sophomore year and our quarterback was going to New Mexico and Mm -hmm. so like you know I was like dang like that was I had a great season but I didn't know it was that great for like Tulane Baylor, Texas started to hit me up and I was like, okay, well, I might actually need to stick with this. Like, this is where I I feel like I can go and pursue a big degree and be able to, you know, uh, be able to play at a a very high level and be on ESPN. And I was like, I'm I'm with all of that. 
I, I want to be able to play football and just and I really stuck with that, but I also still play those five sports. I got you. So I mean, so I, that was another question that I was also about to ask is when did you start gaining traction, you know, from all these schools during your high school career? Because, you know, some guys, they don't get it till their senior year or junior year. But for you, you got it during a pretty much breakout season during your sophomore year, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So what was your first offer that you actually received, whether it was D2, D3, D1? What was the first offer, if you can remember, that you received? So my first offer was from an SEC school in Missouri. Oh, um, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to the field house. Uh, it was during my junior year. And, you know, my coach called me. was like, hey, Missouri's here. Like, why are they here? I, I haven't talked to them. I was like, coach, they've been in contact with me. And I was like, um, I'm I'm on my way. And I went down. He was asking me, like, the recruiter had came or whatever. And he was like, um, I want to sit down, talk to you. Um, Like, what, what all uh, ducks do you have in your pond right now? And, and at the time, he was talking about offers, but I'm just naming out schools that, you know, very interested in me, but they weren't, you know, they were, you know, ready to pull the trigger. And he was like, he just looked at me and was just like with a little serious face. And then it was like, hey, um, I, I just want to be able to let you know that you received an offer from us. And I was, you know, ecstatic, like, you know, that heart just pumping and it, yeah. was, it was just a great great experience and a great memory that I'll never ever forget I mean I couldn't even imagine kind of that feeling especially your first offer being from a you know SEC school in Missouri uh-huh. so kind of what was it like for you in that moment did you know from like that second like that moment on that hey you know I need to take football pretty much the most serious that I ever have because I mean when you get attraction from just a D1 school in general whether it be you know like you said Tulane or Missouri I mean you're playing at the highest level of college football so was it kind of so was it kind of like a wake like a wake up moment for you that's like okay I need to continue to ball out every single day work my tail off so I can continue to you know improve improve and then get to that level because you know these offers can be taken from you in an instance right so so what was kind of your mentality after you did receive that offer? Of course. Well, I mean, during that time, it was really I'm I'm thinking was during playoffs. And that was like my first offer. And so I was like, OK, well, I need to just separate myself. How can I like make my tape different from the rest? And so I was just really like I need to just be focused and make sure I make every play that's going to be different so I can just put myself in a different category so I can just explode. Cause like at the time I was really jealous because our biggest rivals, they had two uh, guys that were able to go to Texas and they were both brothers. And, um, Oh, 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 my my bad. I don't mean to interrupt you. Was it the, uh, God, what were their last names? Uh, one was a running back and one was a wide receiver, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the foreman's foreman's right. Uh, no, no. One, uh, so like that at that time it was 2018 class. So the running back that just got drafted this year to the Cardinals named Keontae Ingram was from Texas. Oh, oh yeah, because he's I gotcha. Uh huh. And his little brother was named Kevontae Dixon. Uh, we call him Moochie. Okay. And, and he was like, you know, it was one of those type of deals. I was like, man, I hate these guys getting offers. Like, and then a lot of kids in my uh, district started getting offers that was in my grade. And that just fueled me right there. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I can I can be even better than that. Like I can be able to um, get these offers and be able to have my mind just solely focused on football. And like, don't don't try to, you know, try to do anything else different. Like everything's going well right now, but just keep on going and just separate myself. And I just feel like ever since that day, 
I was always on football. Then. I got you. So it's kind of one of more of those things where it's like, hey, I've played these guys. I mean, we've whooped them, but they're getting more recognition than me. So it's kind of more of keeping your head down, grinding it out, and then eventually your time will come. And obviously your time did come and you're finally there. But that's actually kind of cool that you had that mindset of, you know, I'm playing against some top dogs that are getting recruited to these, you know, blue blood schools and, you know, mm -hmm. just kind of waiting for your time to come. And so, so going into your junior year of high school, kind of what was the mentality that you had for that year? Because I'm guessing this was the first year that you were kind of like, okay, football is going to be my sport. I'm going to solely devote all of my time to this sport. So once again, how was that mentality going into that year? Well, really, I, we just really just propelled off of last year. Uh, my sophomore year, we had made it to the fourth round. Uh, got beat by our rivals, uh, Carthage, uh, Texas. And we really just like, okay, well, this needs to be our year. Like this class, you know, we always watched them in middle school, like the 2019 class. We had great guys on that on that squad and the great leaders. And I feel like me being one of those key contributors and being able to play quarterback was, I feel like, was a great leadership role for me and was able for me to um, really focus on my guys and making sure that we're able to just play how we need to play and just be able to be on the same page and I feel like just me just knowing how my how I love my teammates and being able to just show them like you know I'm here for you and I'm always going to play hard like I'm playing hard for you guys every every snap and that was just the mentality we had and we made it to the fourth round that year my junior year so I feel like that was a, the biggest thing for me just you know going from quarterback then you know midseason playing wide receiver where I started getting my offers uh, for sure. I feel like just that that moment was like our summer. And, you know, we just made sure that we were going to be able to be in the best position that we could put our town and our, uh, uh, our city on our back. I got you. So towards the end of your junior year and when you look back at your junior year, did you feel like you achieved everything that you wanted to or did you know that you still had a lot more that you needed to do to get to the level that you wanted? So whenever I was playing quarterback, I, they they moved me like midseason. Like we, we hadn't even started district yet. And they felt like they needed me to go back out there and still make those plays. I wish that I was able to achieve those 1,000 yards. That's what I really wanted. I never got to, you know, reach 1,000 yards. But regardless of it, I, I scored every position that uh, the ball came my way. I'm trying to go get it. I got you. It was just how it was. Like it was in the air. I'm, I'm trying to get it every time. And I felt like, you know, I didn't reach every goal that I wanted to because we didn't get to state. But, I mean, we always make it to the fourth round and we just stopped right there. And it was just, you know, not ideal. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, I started getting attention. And that was really the main focus. I mean, the main goal for me was just to get that attention and get that – to get that um, – that uh, being able to be noticed. You know I got you. Uh, yeah. So, to be able to get to that yeah. next level. Exactly. And exactly. so, so since we're still talking about your junior year, so throughout your junior year, what were some notable offers that you actually got during your junior season? So the second one I got from Louisiana Tech, you know, it was, it was just, you, they came and they was like, Hey, we love your film, you know, this and that and the other. But then I would got, I got Arkansas, oh, I shoot. got Virginia, uh, Baylor, Tech, uh, TCU, um, I had Ole Miss, like, you know, I, those were some just major offers. And crazy thing about Ole Miss was they wanted me to be able to just wait because they was going to come see me. They wanted to see me in person to offer me. 
and I already had committed to TCU at that time, the day they before they came. Hey, I'm glad you committed to us. Hey, hey, I'm, hey, I'm glad you stayed with us, man, because, shoot, <laughs> you're going to get a lot more playing time and a lot more recognition here with us. No offense exactly. to the Rebels, but you definitely get it here. But um, so – and that was another question I was about to ask is, so did you commit during your junior season, and what made you choose TCU over those other, you know, huge programs? So in the spring of my junior year, I had committed, and it was, you know, a great time. Um, I, I loved the school when I visited. I visited – so my sophomore year, I wasn't even, like, noticed by TCU. I wasn't getting no recognition, none of that. Um, but they knew of me, and so my running back was getting recruited, and I ended up taking a trip with him uh, my sophomore year with him. And what's, what was crazy was I went up there, and I just, like, fell in love with just how small it was, how just the community was always rallied behind the frogs, and it just reminded me of home. And that, that was one of the biggest things that stuck with me throughout that time. And then once I visited, it was just even better. You know, it, the campus is lovely. Everything that was tied to this program was was just a great opportunity for a lot of frogs that who wanted to come and play early. It was a great time for that, and Coach P is one of this one of those historic uh, historic uh, head coaches that has came through TCU and absolutely all, uh, his success he's done. Um, I felt like that was just a a great thing for me. And then my coach, um, I actually grew up. Well, I didn't know him personally because I was a little too young, but he used to come to my church, uh, Coach Kelly. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. He was really one of those guys that really got me into this whole thing of, like, the recruiting process. And if I had any questions, I could always go to him. And he was at Arkansas State, and he offered me there. And, you know, we had this relationship already, and um, I wanted to keep it ongoing. And he was just a great guy, you know. He could really talk, and he was a a, a really great guy to uh, give me great advice. Because him going to that next level, I was like, man, why not play for this guy? Like, why not play for a dude that you know played for the Redskins, played at the next level, know how it's going to be? And like ever since then, once he got that job at TCU, I knew I was on TCU, like because hey. of him. Yeah, I was, and also another thing I was about to say is, is how humble Coach Kelly is, too, because for a guy oh, that, yeah. you know, is big time at Oklahoma, went to the NFL for a couple of years, played for a decent amount of time, you know, you, you know, some of those guys that kind of get in over their head. But Coach Kelly, I mean, you think you'd just be a regular person the way he is with y'all. And, <laughs> I mean, the way he's coached y'all up, you know, seeing, you know, firsthand and practices and everything. I mean, so I'm guessing Coach Kelly was also a huge part in your recruitment and why you also wanted to go to TCU because he went – so how long has he been at TCU? I know it's been a couple of years now, but. So I think now it would be his fourth year. Uh, okay. He's been there. And, um, yeah, he's been a great mentor to us all. Uh, even, like, as, like, the whole team, uh, they really look up to him. He's a great, uh, you know, leader. And he really knows how to get us going whenever, you know, ever since, like, you know, when Coach P was here and we had a little incident, he really, you know, pulled us to the side and, hey, man, hey, we, we can't let that, you know, all that phase us. We still have goals. We still have a lot that we can achieve here. And he was just one of those guys that was able to, you know, uh, really just keep us rallied. And knowing how, you know, the league is, he will give us the intel or really insights on that. And 
really just, you know, the process in general was just great, you know, coming in with him. And it was, you know, a great, a great decision for me. I got you. And also got to ask one more thing about Coach Kelly. Can he still rap? Like, can he still freestyle and everything or? You just drop a beat and he on it. That's it. I mean, <laughs> I on, love it. Like, I love it. It's a he's a great, like, great rapper. Like, I think he could really make a song. Like, he he really very like Kendrick Lamar type. Oh type sh- hey, that's hey, that, that's some big words. Hey, <laughs> Caleb, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big comparison. I'm telling you. <laughs> but no, that's cool though. I'm glad that y'all y'all have the wide receiver coach like Coach Kelly to be able to be there for y'all and be y'all's mentor. So and another thing, Coach P, so you were recruited by Coach P. So you were during the era when he was still with us. And kind of how did it feel to get an offer from arguably one of the greatest college football coaches of all time? And, yes, I did say greatest, one of the greatest of all time. Like you said, arguably one of the greatest. Like, I mean, why not play for a coach like that? I mean, I know I'm on a different side of the ball. But just knowing that he's gotten guys to the NFL, like Josh Dotson, you know, Trevon Boykin, Andy, I mean, the list goes on. And, like, you know, just going to his office and just, you know, sitting down, talking to him, he he was a great man. Like, in general, not even, like, on the football field and his achievements he's done, he was a great man off the field. And, you know, all you can do is just praise him for that. And I just knew that just talking to him that I, I feel like there was a chance for me to even play here and, you know, get the best advice from a guy like him. And why not Why not come to TCU, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, shoot, you got a great opportunity here. I mean, obviously, we we are, you know, a smaller university, but that's what makes us kind of special. We're not, you know, like Texas or A&M or any of these big, mm-hmm. you know, huge universities. And you're kind of going to be more recognized here than you would. Because I, I talked to a couple guys, some of the offensive linemen, and they said, yeah, they were recruited by all these big-name schools. I mean, I'm, you know, even yourself, you were recruited by these big-name schools. But, you know, when you get there, you don't really get that same recognition that you get here at TCU. Mm-hmm. So um, so let's talk about your senior year. So as you're approaching your final year of high school football, you already recruited. So kind of what was your mentality going into that year? And were you kind of just trying to get a state championship for your high school before you leave and kind of really, you know, set your name in the books for Henderson High School? So, yeah, like my sophomore year, I had set the record in receiving yards and not, you know, I'm always going to put my team first. And so they needed me to play quarterback my senior year. And I really wanted to just break records and like just be able to separate myself. And even if I could get even more offers, not, not even like, you know, saying like even though I was committed to TCU, I would love to see, like, you know, some offers that, like, even my, my uncle's alma mater, and, you know, it'd be just, just to say, like, hey, one day I got I, – I had this offer, you know. But regardless of that, I mean, it wasn't even all about that. It was just, you know, putting my, my team on my back or literally just playing for them and playing with them and, you know, those bonds and just those memories we have together, bus rides, all that my senior year. I mean, it, I felt like my senior year was solely focused on – just winning and just being with my teammates. Yeah, I was about to say, finally getting that one goal that all y'all have dreamt about since elementary. I mean, kindergarten, mm-hmm. being able to, you know, have those parades in your hometown and stuff like that. So Exactly. So how did your senior year go? I mean, obviously, I'm guessing it probably didn't finish the way that you wanted it to. Um, But in your opinion, how did you feel that your senior year went? I feel like my senior year, in my opinion, was my worst year that I played football. Like, ever. Just because, like, 
you know, being TCU and just having this target on your back. I mean, playing for uh, being committed to TCU and having this big target on your back. Um, I felt like at that time, you know, at quarterback, it was a big, big responsibility, especially uh, my cousin has the records, like even in Texas, like like he has a couple records that could not be broken just out of Henderson High School. And he was a great guy. And I knew that I had a lot of like big shoes to fill because that quarterback, it was it's a big thing in Texas, I feel like. And on top of that, um, that, that wasn't my best year. Like we played some top ranked teams and we got blown out, got beat. Um, I had a lot of issues just, you know, trying to keep the ball in my hands. And I just felt like it, it wasn't just my best year. But we ended up going to playoffs, and and we we blew a lead towards the end of the second half, and it was just a heartbreaker, man. Uh, first first playoff time that we ever just lost in a, our first time we ever lost a playoff game in the first round. Dang, so, yeah, it was tough. I mean, I couldn't imagine that feeling though, especially it being your senior year and your final year of high school football. You know, Friday night lights and everything like that. But at least you did have something to look forward to. You know. Not, I mean, not be selfishly or anything like that, but you did have a lot to look forward to as you were going to TCU and you were going to be making it to the highest level of college football. But before we kind of do transition over to talking about your college career so far, I want to ask one more thing about your high school career. And were there any notable players that you remembered playing against besides, you know, the Ingram, the uh, Keontae and his brother? Were there any other kind of big name guys that you played against during your high school days? Um, so, like, I remember my junior year, we had uh, played against this big old offensive lineman, went to Stanford. He was a he was a, a wrecking ball at offensive tackle. And I played against either um, Garrett Hayes. Um, okay. He he uh, I played basketball, but I mean, I played a lot of like big name guys like Kalen Griffin, quarterback from Chapel Hill. He was uh, going to rise. uh Robbie Williams, but I mean, it was just guys that were going D one. It wasn't just really big power fives, but it was power. Like it was, it was D one. Yeah, like these guys are on that level. So like, you have to play them like how how I would play myself. I got so, you. I mean, so, it was so, like. That. Oh my bad! I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was about to ask. So does it feel like it kind of prepared you to play at the D one level? You know, playing all these guys that are already committed to go to these power five schools and play at the biggest, you know, level of college football. Do you feel like that prepared you throughout your high school career to get ready for college? Honestly, it's not even just about playing those guys specifically, but I mean, it has a little part just because you're playing, but it's the off the field work. The off the field work is where it's going to get you where, where you need to be, even in college, like whatever you do is consistency and, repetition and just getting those reps, getting those practice reps, getting them, getting them, and just really having that body language and having that uh, really being focused on those um, key, those key movements that you need to even to, to, to excel to the next level. And I feel like just practicing and really the off the field habits were the ones that are really going to be uh, the most successful going to college and in the NFL. I got you. So now let's transition over to, you know, your college experience so far. So your first year was the COVID year, right? Yes. So kind of how did COVID affect you personally when it came to getting prepared to your first ever season of college football? Like, I know you did redshirt that year, but still, you know, you still had to go 
because I know y'all's camps got kind of weird because they canceled yeah. y'all spring ball or how did fall camp go with COVID and everything like that? Well, with fall camp, it was just really different. Just all these procedures and how we had to wear masks. Even during practices, we were wearing masks. Like it was, it was crazy. And like lots of people would get COVID, so they would shut down the whole facility. We wouldn't even have practice for like a week or two. And like it was just like we were unprepared. And I feel like a lot of those same programs were going through the same thing. And I, even then, like when we would go to like Kansas, I remember going to Kansas and like it was like only like a couple hundred people there. And like it wasn't even like that major. Like my first game, like freshman year against Iowa State. Like it was just different because I'm I'm so used to seeing a lot of people like in especially D one football like yeah. you know TV and all that stuff like growing up uh, I've always seen a lot of people in this stadium but it was just so empty I felt like it whenever my first football game I mean it was it was still like a good little crowd but at the end of the day like it was just so different and even me trying to prepare myself coming into uh college uh it was a little hard you couldn't even find places like to live run you were just doing a lot of stuff at home and that was I feel like was the worst thing and I couldn't imagine you know especially like you play at bigger stadiums like when y'all went down to Austin too right and y'all played Texas where once again uh, we did you know y'all did whoop them in that game but anyway you know playing in you know a stadium that literally is supposed to have a hundred thousand plus people and there's barely twenty thousand at most like, that's kind of got to be, like, an eerie fearing, feeling and almost kind of brings you back to, like, high school scrimmages, you know, because that was kind of the first exactly. thing I thought of because, you know, there's going to be people at those scrimmages, but it's not, like, you know, game day experiences. And even at even at the Carter, right, you know, you're supposed to have upwards of 40,000 people, and then when there's barely exactly. 5,000, almost 10,000, it's kind of like, okay, it's a little bit weird. So, I mean, I couldn't imagine, especially because, you know, Texas high school football, you're going to get dang near – a whole town or a little bit more than a whole town coming to your games. So, I mean, it had to have been an eerie feeling. So, so kind of throughout the whole COVID season, how did you kind of keep your, you know, mind, body and everything prepared, you know, just for the next couple of years that you have going in college football and just whether it be practice or, you know, academics or anything like that, how did you keep your mindset and everything like that good, despite the weird circumstances you went through? So honestly, just really just, you know, keep praying and, you know, all I can do is just control what I can control. And honestly, like I would just, you know, steady doing my homework. Uh, I stayed uh, trying to go to uh, lifts, um, everything I could really be able to get into. I was trying to get into it and um, really just like, hey, um, you know, it's, it's going to be one of them days where, you will go into the lift, uh, into the lift or whatever, but it'll only be you. And then you might have to do like an individual workout uh, with your coach. And that was just really one of those things that we, that we really like tried to do. But majority of the time we couldn't do it because the facility would be closed because of COVID. But I mean, really just being focused on like getting my grades and being able to just, you know, be healthy. And I think that was one of the biggest things for me. I got you. So, I mean, despite, you know, being retro and everything like that, what did you kind of do to, you know, impress some of the coaches and let them know that, hey, you know, the next couple of years, you know, I'm going to end up being that number one, number two option for you? Yeah. So my after this, like my red, my red shirt freshman year, 
So going into like my sophomore year in the classroom, you know, going into my redshirt freshman year, um, I really started to just, you know, lock in at practice, lock in on the plays and really like, oh, yeah, back to like your first question, like really focusing on those plays and really knowing your information. You know your information, the coach is going to trust. And the whole thing is about trust. If the coaches can't trust you to know this play, why would they put you in the game? So exactly. that was one of the biggest things that stuck with me from my coaching, you know, from my exit meeting that I had with him was just, you know, locking into your information. I was uh, a little overweight. I weighed 213 uh, going into spring after I got, uh, you know, through uh, camp and I was a little overweight. So then I dropped down to about 200, 197. And I feel like just maintaining that. And then I started to really take off a little bit towards my sophomore year and I really excelled in the plays and started making plays. And once I know my information and I know what I'm doing, I play faster. And that's, you know, it's a different speed whenever you're coming from high school to you uh, to college level. And it's just, a, you know, a different experience. And I got so you. after going into that, I feel like I really turned heads going into like so, like my little sophomore year, my redshirt year, and I feel like I I, I did well because they trusted me to even travel every game, and like you know making that travel uh, squad. So I feel like that was one of the biggest things was just locking into my information and being consistent. I got you. So also this past year, right, which was your redshirt freshman year, but eligibility wise, you're still technically a freshman, right, because of the COVID yeah, season. Okay, mm -hmm. see, so counting this year, you still have four years technically this exactly. year and then three years out. Okay, so you obviously have got a long time left, and that's probably also got to be appealing to yourself and the coaches because they know, you know, he's been with us already for three years now. And, you know, once guys like Quentin, um, Tay, Spivey, and all, you know, the super stacked wide receiver room that we have currently right now and that you're a part of, you know, your time's coming literally not even later on this year and going into next year. So, Kind of how have you prepared yourself for probably the huge role that you're going to receive coming next year? Well, one of the biggest things was just like watching film and just looking at how Quentin would run his routes or like just like breaking down DBs and like really like understanding like how they move. And I feel like just listening to some of those older guys, they really helped me like, I guess, propel my game a little bit and just knowing my knowledge more about football in general and just you know being a football guru and being uh I like I like as me personally I like to use my mind a lot and I like to I tend to overthink but I they just learn just to you know calm down just settle in and just lock in and just watching those guys do that I mean it's it's, it's it took them this far so I feel like those have been some great things uh some great um key things that stuck with me and I, you know just continue to just work on my game I got you yeah you want to keep that mentality of you know everything's going to be okay and personally I understand that you know going through anxiety you know anxiety depression whatever it might be you know you tend we always tend to overthink certain things so mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of good that you keep that mentality I mean considering you have a lot more on your plate than I do or anyone else does so but no, it's kind of cool that you're taking notes from the guys right now that are potential, you know, first round picks like we see in Quentin, you know, mm -hmm. knock on wood, don't want anything to happen to him. But, you know, potential exactly. first round picks and everything oh, like that. And then 
just the fact that it's kind of a good thing that you're able to sit behind these guys and learn a little bit because that'll prepare you a lot more for when your opportunity does come and your name gets called to be on the field. So um, another thing I also want to ask is last season, so the 2021 season, what was your personal favorite game that you were a part of? Well, Baylor, of course. I mean, even after, you know, Coach P uh, leaving and all this, uh, you know, that was that was going on at that time, I felt like that was my one of my favorite games because I got a knockdown. I was on special teams. It was, you know, it was one of them exciting times to be a, a horn frog, especially after, you know, Chandler Morris coming in and doing doing what he did. And, you know, just giving us that spark. And even after Coach P left and Coach Kill was, you know, being a great leader, stepping up, I feel like that was one of my biggest turnarounds right there. And I feel like that was, like, my favorite game for sure. I mean, it was amazing what y'all did personally, facing all that adversity that came with Coach P, you know, announcing he would resign and everything like that. And mm-hmm. kind of seeing Chandler, who, I mean, we knew was already talented. I mean, his dad, you know, former SMU and Arkansas head coach, and then, you know, Chandler mm-hmm. being at Oklahoma and now coming, you know, went to TCU. So it was just cool to see all of you guys step up, especially the younger guys who hadn't really had an opportunity yet. And I mean, I, I remember watching that game, and I'm like, if we got to win at least one game this season, it needs to be the Baylor game. Like, it just has to. Exactly. And, and, I mean, they were a top-10 team. They won the Big 12. They beat Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. So it's not like y'all are playing, you know, down-and-out Baylor. Y'all are playing, you know, top-10 Baylor. So it was, exactly. it was just cool to be able to see that and kind of the opportunities that y'all were given during that game. So, uh, Caleb, also, as we were approaching fall camp, which I think is less than, like, two weeks away, what are you most excited for and anticipating going into this new re- new regime at TCU? Oh, I mean, just all the energy that Coach Dykes and his staff that, um, you know, we had for this whole little camp that we had for the summer. It was just, you know, one of the biggest eye-openers, just how, real, how we can really be a great team if we just trust in each other and being able to, like, play fast, and being like mindful of our injuries. And they they were really working with us with that. And the plays that we have now is just like uh, how they were beating us with. And like, we we love all of it. Like just them coming in was one of the biggest transitions. And I feel like everything else has been, you know, been great otherwise, but um with them coming in, I feel like that was one of the biggest things that we we needed as a team and just discipline in general and just having those details and uh, being able to just stay focused. And me, I, I, I'm, I'm really working on being consistent and just being able to lock in my information as I'm still doing and just continue that and, and being able to make those plays so I can get on the field. Hey, I got you. And I mean, once again, I've, you know, you know, looking at everything that you give to this team. I mean, you've got the size. You'll obviously, I'm, you know, I'm guessing you're more of an outside wide receiver than you are a slot, right? Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, your time is going to be coming. I mean, I know we got in TCU, got some recruits coming and everything like that. But you know, being a more veteran guy, I mean, I'm super excited to see what you're going to bring to this team these next couple of years. I mean, especially once a lot of the veteran guys are gone, and you know, your name does get called up to fulfill in that position. So, do you feel personally that you're ready? to be able to take that that huge step and become a starter on this team? Well, if you was to ask me that my freshman year, I would have probably gave you a different answer. But 
But <laughs> these past two years, I feel like I should have been playing already. Like, I, 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 I've been, you know, getting held back, but, you know, I can only control what I can control. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep sticking to, to the blueprint, and I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I can do. And also another thing I want to ask, do you feel like this new coaching staff is going to be able to give you a lot more opportunities on the field than versus when Coach P and his staff were still here? Oh, well, yes, of course. Um, I mean, this is, a, I think, for all of us, that was one of the biggest things. Like, we didn't know if a lot of people wanted to transfer because, you know, Coach P leaving, a lot of people were brought in with Coach P. And with this new coaching staff, that means new opportunities. And that was one of the biggest things for me. Like, I'm getting a whole new restart. So now everybody else got to reprove themselves again and being able to, like, see if these coaches are really going to put these same starters in or are we going to be able to move elsewhere. And so, like, you know, I, I feel like that's one of the biggest things for me. It was able to get a brand new start. And so, like, this camp is going to mean a whole lot to me. And it's going to be able to – uh, see if I if I'm really ready or not, and and these coaches can see and you know having a lot of the fans come out or boosters and seeing all them guys come watch the practices will make competition even more fun. So that's one of the best things right there. Hey, I'm telling you, man, if them practices are open, I promise you, you'll see my my crazy <laughs> self there at six in the morning <laughs> waiting for y'all to come out. You know what I mean? Because uh -huh. it's just cool seeing this whole new coaching staff and how y'all responded to them as well, because the energy is completely different, especially really a lot of the different. guys I've talked to. They've even said it themselves. I mean, y'all are having a lot more fun. It looks like y'all actually enjoy being out there at practice versus yeah. it being one of those things where you're kind of dreading it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I'm super excited to see, you know, what happens come September. Is it second or third? I said third with Marvin a couple this of days ago. Second. Second. Okay. Cause I know they moved it from that Saturday to that Friday. So I mean, that's going to be exciting seeing y'all go up to Boulder, Colorado and play the Colorado Buffs. And I mean, once again, I think y'all should absolutely <laughs> get, give them yeah. their money's worth. Exactly. So, exactly. But also another thing, it's going to be kind of cool to see, you know, you start to become a little bit more of this offense because, once again, you do have great length. You do kind of give a great red zone threat. And, I mean, it's going to be cool to see you kind of become more of a rotational piece versus these past couple seasons. And, exactly. obviously, once again, when Quentin and those guys head to the NFL, you know, your name really is going to be at the top of that depth chart because, once again, veteran guy, you've been here for a while. You're still going to have three years of eligibility left. You know, it's kind of it's gonna be one of those times where you gotta really prove yourself to the coaches. I mean, not like you already have it, but you you know, kind of really prove it to them and let them know that hey, you know, I, there's a reason why I waited all these years. You know, I I want to be a part of this program and I'm ready to take that next step. So, but no, it's really cool to kind of hear you tell me about all this stuff. And uh, kind of one last thing I want to ask is, do you feel like you've proved yourself to these coaches that hey, I deserve some playing time during this upcoming season? I feel like right now I have, like, I know I've been working and I, I won't let nobody take that away from me. And just, you know, I didn't, I didn't really been here for three years going. I really want to be able to see myself at that next level. If, you know, God, God willing. Um, and I feel like these coaches do see me and I feel like that I, I have turned a lot of heads. Hey, that's, that's absolutely what I hear. Ugh, can't even talk. Sorry. That's absolutely <laughs> what I want to hear. And, yeah, once again, just continue to keep your head down, keep praying. I mean, your time's going to come, man, I'm telling you. Like, I'm 
and I'm not just saying that, and I say it with everyone else. I mean, not just because you're on here, you know, I'm interviewing and everything, but I truly do believe you have that talent. There's a reason why you got offered all those years ago and why you're at this level. So, Caleb, I'm super excited to see y'all play on September 2nd. So I think it's yeah, it's a primetime game too. So y'all went from exactly I think it was an afternoon game originally to now y'all playing primetime on Friday night during the first yes, week, yeah. week or two of college football. So <laughs> kind of how has that been for you? You know, the excitement that that's that that's gonna bring to the whole team. So I mean, honestly, like even for like cope like the freshman that might be traveling or whatever, I feel like, you know, last year I had never rode a plane. Never got on a plane in my life. And I feel like, you know, being able to go over there and just see new scenery and, you know, just not being in Texas all the time and just being able to go in and just really go go and play hard and being able to just put the points on the board that we need to and just, just focus on every drive and just being able to play as a team and trusting each other and not knowing that, like, we're trying to, like, win, that we are trying to win. Like there's nothing else. Nothing else matters. We're just trying to win. Hey, I got you. I respect that 100. percent That's something I want to hear from this team. That weirdly enough, y'all have kind of been super underrated with a lot of these, and I'd say with everyone, quote unquote experts. Because in my opinion, they don't know what they're mm-hmm. talking about. They really they don't. Because they're not there seeing y'all every practice, seeing this new coaching staff, and it's kind of funny to think that schools like Tech. Kansas State, they're getting highly ranked over y'all. But in my opinion, y'all are one of the most talented schools in the Big 12, let alone the country. Just simply the amount of depth that we have here at TCU. I mean, y'all are bound to have a breakout season, and I can't wait till y'all prove those guys wrong. I mean, seriously. Oh, yeah, for sure. And um, once again, Caleb, I'm super excited to see what you do bring to the Horn Frogs offense this year. Once again, I feel like you'd absolutely be fantastic, especially in red zone situations when, you know, whoever might be starting at quarterback this year decides to throw up a lob to you, see in the end zone, grab that, come down with it, you know, mm-hmm. get the horn blazing and everything. So That's it'll be cool, it. man. It'll be, it'll be really cool and exciting. And, uh, you know, one, one final thing, Caleb, I just want to ask is, what are some goals that you have for yourself in this upcoming season? So a couple of my goals this year is just being able to contribute, being able to just stay focused and really being a team player and just trying to be able to either fulfill the leadership role and just keep and just keep my faith in God really high. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's the that's the most important part is being able to trust in God and make sure that, you know, you're praying and having complete faith in him, because if you don't, I mean, it's just just lost without him exactly so so, i mean once again caleb i you know absolutely appreciate you coming on here man i've had an absolute thrill i think i think you're one of the longest interviews i've had so once again (laughs) i appreciate you for real and i've absolutely enjoyed it absolutely enjoyed it so uh guys make sure if you are interested in finding out a little bit more about caleb and a little bit of his career and everything like that i will leave all of his socials and player page down in the description of today's episode so make sure to go show him some love caleb's an absolute amazing person and once again show him some love for just coming on the episode and taking some time out of his day so caleb my guy once again i really do look forward to working with you again because i know we definitely will Oh, yeah, we can chop it up, my guy. I got hey, you, man. Hey, I appreciate you, my guy. Seriously. Uh, anything else you want to say before you head out? Uh, I, I think that's it, man. I just appreciate the opportunity, man. I really thank you for this, honestly. Nah, Caleb, I appreciate you, man, because I know I'm not, you know, the biggest name out there, but you took a chance on me, and 
once That's again, I super, super appreciate you. So, yeah, y'all make sure that y'all go check out my guy, Caleb. He's up and coming. I promise you that you will hear this. You, you will hear his name get called a lot these next couple years. So, Caleb, once again, my guy, I appreciate you coming on and I look forward to seeing you ball out this year. Uh, yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Thank you.